What the fuck? A gnome? Um, I always notice the clown things. Sit down, Kevin. Hello and welcome to Pass the Hot Sauce, a Roswell podcast. I'm Lorena Rose. I'm Aliza Ora. And I'm producer Ashley. Today's minisode is about a movie from 1999 called Teenage Space Vampires. The IMDb summary says... Bill, a high school student and avid horror movie fan, witnesses a UFO flying over his town. When the ship lands the next day, Bill and a team from SETI discover that the alien is a strange vampire creature who wants to cast the Earth into darkness so that he and his people can colonize it for themselves. Will Bill and the others be able to keep the sun shining? Dun dun dun! Amazon has a better one. Oh, let's read Amazon's too then. Okay. When geeky teen Bill Stenson witnesses a UFO landing near his small town, he discovers that it contains a horde of vampires bent on ruling Earth by blocking the sun's rays and plunging the planet into darkness. With the townspeople falling prey to the bloodsuckers, Bill must take matters into his own hands and prevent the peril from spreading further. Ooh. This movie was directed by Martin Wood, who also wrote it. Martin Wood is known for uh, a recent show... I think it's a Netflix show, Virgin River, which I've watched. It's cute. Um, also a movie, Travelers from 2016 and Sanctuary from 2008. Um, he also directed a bunch of episodes of Stargate and was also a producer on Stargate and has a long list of Hallmark movies, including the Aurora Tea Garden Mysteries. <laughs> so I've seen a bunch of his work. So an, an interesting thing about uh, this show, Sanctuary, that he made is um, it stars Robin Dunn, who plays Bill in this movie. Yeah, it seems like there's a few actors and people that like have definitely worked together on a bunch of things. Yeah. So like, I don't know, they went to school together or just clicked on some early projects together and then worked together through a bunch of stuff. Yeah, for sure. I, I've seen a few things that has like a couple actors from this. Mm hmm. So Robin Dunn, who plays Bill in this, uh, the most exciting thing on his resume that I found is something called Space Milkshake. I'm intrigued. (laughs) Perhaps it's another alien-centric thing that we could watch together. I wrote that down, too. (laughs) The main actor was in Defiance and also something called Space Milkshake, which should be our next (laughs) mini-sode. We also kind of all recognized the sister, Bill's older sister, Katie, who is played by Lindy Booth. And I couldn't figure out exactly what I recognized her from, but she's in a lot of things. So she's in Grey's Anatomy. She's in The Librarians. Um, she was in an episode of Supernatural. Um, she was so... on the famous Jet Jackson on the Disney Channel yes. when she was younger. Um, she also played uh, Judy Garland's daughter on the miniseries Life with Judy Garland when Ooh, she was a kid. That's cool. She's also in the four, uh, like a couple episodes of the 4400, which is a sci-fi show that I love. Ah, yeah. She seems like the one who has definitely done like the most stuff that people would be likely to recognize. Also, Detroit Rock City, which is a great movie. She plays girl number one. <laughs> oh, nice. So, you know, she had a major, major role there. I mean, she was number one. Girl number one. Yeah. Also, uh, the the boyfriend katie's boyfriend who's played by jesse nilson who unfortunately uh passed away in 2003 um due to some medical complications but he was in the skulls which is a movie that i love so much and he's also in 
Model Behavior, which is a TV movie from Disney, which also stars Justin Timberlake. Ooh, young Justin Timberlake, like pre sync, or was he already doing it? No, NSYNC? he was already famous. He was already in sync. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, it was like him, like trying to launch his acting career, which got I it. mean, he did. He's been in a, a handful of things. Got it. Got it. And the teacher in this movie, who uh, incidentally is also like a helper to the vampire space alien, Mr. Danvers, played by a guy named Richard Clarkin, who was in a great Lifetime movie. I can only imagine it's great. I actually haven't seen it. <laughs> it's called I Was Lorena Bobbitt. But I do want to ah, look it up now because it's called what? I was Lorena Bobbitt. It's the lifetime. It's the lifetime true story of Lorena Bobbitt. Oh my god! My, I mean, not really my namesake, but the person that I got made fun of for having the same name as in my youth. So sure. So let's talk about this movie now yeah. that we've like talked about all some of the stuff that all the actors have done. Um, so this movie was actually filmed in Romania. So the actors we talked about were all Canadian actors who were obviously like the big talent booked for this film. And then everybody else in the movie, like from extras to like supporting parts, like the parents mm -hmm. and the friends at school, they're all Romanian. If you're paying attention, like they have accents. Yeah. And some of them have very clear accents and some mm -hmm. of them like sound pretty generically Canadian mm -hmm. and or American mm -hmm. And I didn't realize until I started going through the IMBD that so much of the cast was Romanian. And then I was like, where was this movie filmed? Was this just like a bunch of friends who were all Romanian immigrants in Canada? And then I was like, no, it was actually filmed in Romania. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, it does make more sense. So what did you guys think about this movie overall? Okay, so... What kept running through my mind while I watched this movie, I watch a lot of Nailed It with Nicole Byer because oh, I, love I, her. I love Nicole Byer so I much. I saw her live so, one. Really? Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I like this small, love, small comedy club in Providence. Nice. Oh, love her. But so in the words of Nicole Byer, this is wild. I yeah. liked it. <laughs> yep. That was good. Uh, yeah. So this movie was weird and wonderful and i was amused yeah it, it was it was enjoyable yeah i mean it's made in 1998 so like the the cgi the effects were not that great yeah but i think the storyline and the plot like it was very interesting yeah. i like the concept yeah not bad i would like to know more about how space vampires are a thing like how what's the origin of the vampires in space like i just really would like to hear more backstory yes yeah <laughs> yes this movie was definitely lacking in some backstory it was only like an hour and 22 minutes long yeah. so yeah. you know with some higher quality acting and like some more backstory i think it could have been like a real contender for like campy horror movie yeah yeah totally. The only problem that we all noticed that I really think is not the movie's fault and I think has something to do with like when it switched formats because obviously it was like on VHS initially and yeah, when it switched formats and went to streaming and, and switched platforms, I don't know. That's what I'm guessing. But the sound in this movie is horrible. So Lorena and Ashley watched it on Tubi uh, and Lorena checked it out on YouTube. I watched it on Amazon. No matter where you watched it, it's kind of the sound effects and the music are loud and the dialogue is hard mm -hmm. to hear. 
Yeah, so definitely turn on the captions if you want to watch this movie. You will definitely need it to catch a lot of what's being said. And uh, some of it, even with the captions on, there's like parts where they're obviously talking and there's just no captions. Like even the the captioned person can't figure it out. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, yeah, the scene where they're in the the mines and they whisper and it's like, it gives me half a sentence and then it just says whispering. Yeah. But you know that, like, like you can tell that his whispers are clear enough that they're supposed to be understood. Right, right. Yeah. So there are ways to watch this movie for free if you want to watch it and listen to this episode with us. Um, So we hope you'll watch this, like, campy, nutso movie. It is fun. And... Yeah, it was fun. It's a it's a fun movie. Like I do recommend yes. watching it. Yeah. Just as like yeah. a fun, campy nineties movie. Yes. And I didn't notice like anything really like problematic to point out. Yeah. I was like they did a really good job of not being like misogynistic with the the girl mm-hmm. on the team and like I Or don't know. racist because everyone was white. So race right. just wasn't in it. True. Yeah. Which I guess it's I mean now Romania. that we know it was filmed in Romania. Right. Which is probably a mostly white country. I'm mm-hmm. assuming there's not a lot of people of other colors who have emigrated to Romania. Um, right. I mean, it could be wrong. I mean, I'm but... sure there are, but it may not be, you know, a big percentage of the population. Yeah. So especially once I knew that, then race just like isn't really existent in it. Yeah. Because they're all Eastern European. Yep. <laughs> so the movie starts and I don't know why, but there's this guy walking his dog very slowly. Yeah, And the dog seemed annoyed to be walking that slowly. And I don't know yes. why that had to be in the movie at all. I feel like we're just setting up the creep factor. And like showing that it's like a, a neighborhood. Also, the dog was like whiny and like crying. And then all the other dogs start barking. And so I think it's oh. to set the scene that the animals can tell something's off. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All of the dog barking in this movie was very problematic for Margot. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Margot. She is very distressed about all of the other dogs inside of our apartment all of a sudden. (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but like when he looked out his window and saw the UFO, like I couldn't really see anything. It was just like lights and like I didn't really see much. Yeah, I could see like the guy or the person alien moving around inside. Oh, I didn't see that. You never see it clear enough to get like a like there's no way to know if it was like one of the like alien alien looking ones in there if it was one of the hybrids right that looks like a human right because most of them like look like humans for a while and then it's once we go into the mines that we see their alien form yeah just their faces right they start to (laughs) yeah start to turn into the alien the alien hybrids which like it's bizarre yeah so also uh the thing landed the ufo landed in his neighborhood just like on some grass Just right there. Just no big deal. With gargoyles. And then just stayed there. Yeah. They didn't try to hide it at all. Not at all. Yeah. Just like out in plain sight in the neighborhood on the lawn with all of the lawn ornaments with the gnomes and the gargoyles. But it seemed like Bill was the only one that that was like, this is weird. What is this about? (laughs) Well, I feel like everybody on that street got taken over by the alien beings very quickly so probably every time that they asked questions about the ship what is that when did that get here in our neighborhood oh that's gonna be a problem bite them right yeah 
And I think it's on more or less on the teacher, Mr. Danvers lawn. It seems to be closest to his house. Uh, They make the mention that he has all of the lawn ornament, that he's a cool teacher, except he has all these weird lawn ornaments. And then there's like the gargoyles in front of the the gargoyles that like turn their heads and just look so fake when they do. The security gargoyles outside of the spaceship so that Vlathos can see what's going on above ground since he can't go out in the sunlight. Right, because I was going to say, like, it did seem like the gargoyles were like nanny cams. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely were, because (laughs) then you can see him looking at the stone. Looking at his hand thing. Yeah, Yeah. what was that? It looked like either a shell or like a slice of a geode. (laughs) I think it was a slice of a geode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a security camera with gargoyles and geodes. Yeah. Don't you have one of those, Eliza? Oh, mine actually broke. I need to get a new one. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> so what about these twins, huh? They're like bullies. Their names are Randy and Andy. Yeah. Which is like stupid. Um, so they bully Bill and his friend Kevin. After overhearing something about the UFO and they throw mashed potatoes at them. And I, uh, UFPs unidentified flying potatoes oh yep they did say that. <laughs> which i thought was hilarious i also love how quickly they get under the table so fast yeah. like oh my god a food fight is starting get down and then it's just them <laughs> yeah just just the bullies with potatoes and then i was like pleased to see that uh the history teacher mr danvers was using the like roswell technique of like let's give backstory and like context to this movie like through our classroom lecture which is you know as we know a very popular trope in the roswell universe totally (laughs) yeah it really is so we learn about uh these mines that collapsed and there was this big giant diamond that was found in the mine and then it like went missing and was never found again and like the mine is haunted by all the ghosts Mm -hmm. of the dead miners and yeah because there were 12 miners that were trapped when the mines collapsed also if i may say something about this quote-unquote diamond absolutely not there are no diamonds that big (laughs) There aren't. Only because this one went missing, and so you've never seen it. Nope. (laughs) Okay, so when he's like, they're sitting at the table, and he's trying to get Kevin to agree to go check out the spaceship with him with the camera. In the cafeteria? Yes. And he says that he could get kicked out of every high school in the U.S. for borrowing one camera? Yeah, for borrowing a camera from the school. I mean, maybe he's just a goody two shoes and is like yeah. very worried about breaking the rules and that any breaking of the rules is going to cause full expelment. That's what I thought too. But then when they cut to the classroom and we're getting the backstory, he seems to be like, I don't give a fuck. Because yeah. <laughs> he's like <laughs> leaned back. He's like half paying attention. He's given attitude. Like, So I I thought, well, then he's not that kid who's, like, following the rules and, like, getting straight A's. Like, what? And also, like, how? How would taking one camera from one school get you expelled from every school in the nation? (laughs) Not how it works. (laughs) Everything everything is life or death when you're a teenager. I guess it's fair. (laughs) (laughs) So after school, Kevin is, like, not very concerned anymore all of a sudden. He's decided that his Pulitzer Prize, his potential Pulitzer Prize for breaking the story about alien life forms is more important than getting expelled from school. (laughs) They've taken the camera. They, like, go to the weird creepy neighborhood there's like randomly a child wearing a clown nose staring into space 
Um, I always notice the clown thing. I was going to say, like, of course you notice the clown nose. I didn't. He's, it's like right at the beginning of the scene, like the kid is just like staring like he's paralyzed, but he's wearing a clown nose. (laughs) Weird. (laughs) So he's obviously already been like attacked by the vampires and he's now in some sort of a trance. Yeah. They go to check out the stuff. The like spaceship thing. Yeah, the creepy old lady shows up and she's like, I don't want to see you unless you're delivering my paper. Now get out of here. Don't be late. Mrs. Gibson with her giant green earrings. Yeah, I love her glasses, though. Her glasses are amazing. Those are great glasses. So it cuts back to them having breakfast with their parents. And Katie's like, did you hear about the, the UFO he saw this morning? And the mom is like, you can't make that stuff up. Not at your age. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> he can write sci-fi as a high schooler if he wants to. Yeah. And then it goes to, that was a very short scene, I think, mm-hmm. just to show that the parents are aware that he... That he's being weird and making up stories yeah, about UFOs. Yeah. And, like, the parents are not very sympathetic to the fact that he's being bullied. Yeah. And, like, being bullied by his sister and being bullied by his sister's friends. Like, and his parents are just like, oh, whatever. Like, They're, like, bullying him, him, too. Yeah, don't call him a dweeb, Katie. (laughs) Right, yeah. Uh, So then it goes to... We get this shot where it cuts to the newspaper and it's the neighborhood watch guy reading the newspaper. And I paused it to try to see if there were any funny headlines snuck in. Uh, There were not. (laughs) There was just one that said school board to reconsider on teacher hiring. And I'm thinking it's probably because they need to not hire space vampires. Mm. Yeah. Uh, So they had to have a board meeting to reconsider their hiring (laughs) process. And then we meet Seti. Yeah. Right. So Bill goes to check out the spaceship weird thing. Yeah. And when he tries to touch it, it like kind of like shocks him, like pushes Mm -hmm. him back and there's this green light. And then these three people from Seti come. Do they ever tell us what Seti stands for? Um, I came up with ideas on my own. What are your ideas? I was thinking special extraterrestrial investigation or investigators. Um, SETI Institute is a real thing. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Uh, I'm on their website now. SETI Institute. Are we alone in the universe? Are there advanced civilizations we can detect? And what would be the social impact if we do? How can we better the odds of making contact? These questions are both fundamental and universal. I like your SETI voice. Thanks. Uh, Yeah, on the website too. And it just says, where will you be when we find life beyond Earth? Ooh. But I still don't know what SETI stands for. I'm I'm trying to see now. I'm just Googling what does SETI stand for. <laughs> Search for extraterrestrial intelligence. There we go. I like their little logo. Is that their real logo with the little alien eyes, SETI? I know. I don't think so. I mean, it could have been in 1998, but I bet yeah. not. And I love after when he's like, take Bill here back to the van. This is potentially dangerous. We need to try to set it off again. And then you can see him like it cuts back to him really quickly. And he like reaches out like he's gonna touch it. And then he's like, Oh, I can't touch it. (laughs) Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Who? Hank? Yeah. Yeah. Is that the I didn't write down anybody's name. So the the three SETI people are Hank, Mike and Paula. Yes. So Hank Hank is the one we get to know best because Mike and Paula disappear because they are bitten by space vampires and turned into space vampires. Yeah. 
I do love though how uh, Bill Billy handles like they're all trying to figure out how to touch it, what to do, and he just picks up a lawn gnome and just like chucks it at the spaceship. Yep. Do we think anybody was inside and just like what the fuck a gnome? Right, because it like went it <laughs> like went inside. It went in and Maybe. it didn't come back out, so it's in there yeah. somewhere. There's a gnome Maybe. in that ship now. They're like shit. How yes. did that like, like what and the it like hell? hits them in the face? <laughs> then he's like get out there and bite these people i also forgot to mention in the beginning like how beautifully 90s the music is in this show like at the beginning it's like i like i can't do it but let's let's play a clip from it It's very like season one of Buffy, yeah, yeah. transitiony type music. Yeah, it's yeah. just like it just feels very nineties. Instrumental nineties rock. I would listen to the soundtrack for this. Yeah, good background background study noise. So we get to see the eyes and the teeth here. Oh uh, yeah, yes. this is the first time we see like an alien face, right? Because one of them yeah. comes up behind Mike, mm-hmm. like taps him on the ah! shoulder, and then he turns around. Yeah. It's, and it's Mrs. Gibson, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. With her, like, alien vampire face. Yeah. So, like, other than the fact that they can't go in the sunlight, they don't really seem like vampires to me. They seem like aliens. Like, their teeth aren't, like, you know, canines as fangs. It's like they are they just have their a whole mouth of, of sharp yeah. fangs. But they do, at the end, some of them do have the teeth. I noticed. The, like, just the bigger canines? Yeah. Well, with the others, they, like, CGI'd them in. But, like, at the soccer game, when the soccer team is, like, going nutso, you can see, like, when they look up, they have longer fangs. And huh. I'm like, when did they morph? Because in even <laughs> even later, after that, we see a couple of teeth. Like, Kevin. Kevin doesn't have those teeth when he turns around. No, they around were just all the pointy and equal, you know. Right, length. yeah. And yeah. so I don't know when, at what point it evolves from, like, your starter teeth into your... <laughs> right. <laughs> into your full vampire it's teeth. It's like humans, your baby teeth, and then they have to fall out, <laughs> yeah. and then you get your, like, normal vampire, you know, fangs. Exactly. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and I love that it hovers. Yeah. Yeah, that the the spaceship is floating. Yeah, so that's cool. There's the one little scene here where we are at school and Billy is filling Kevin in on the SETI team and saying that they're going to go later to the station. And the twins come up and start bullying him and throws him over the bushes and all that stuff. And that's when we find out that the teacher is controlling them like mm-hmm. more so than they really let on in the other scene where they were in the attic mm-hmm. because he just walks up and they instantly freeze and look at him yeah. and he's like you know better than that and then they all walk away together super weird yeah. no one questions it yeah no one questions it at all i mean the sister has like kind of started to realize that something yeah. is off with the with the twins because later she like tells her boyfriend like please don't like start acting like them yeah Yeah. the boyfriend is like what's wrong with them they're just like being themselves they're just excited about the game whatever and she's like no they're like douchebags like please don't turn into them yeah and like this is also the first scene where i noticed that they had the sides of their head dyed different colors yes yeah, I didn't notice that in any other part. I don't think I ever noticed that. One of them was neon green and one of them was purple. And 
I was yeah. like, this must be their way of like, so you can tell them apart. <laughs> <laughs> like one of them is the green twin and one of them is the purple twin. Yes. And that's the only scene I noticed that yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. And then we go to the station and the neighborhood watch guy is like threatening Hank and mm-hmm. like almost bites him. Oh yeah. Like fangs out, like leaning in. Yeah. And then the kids walk in and he just was, I he, I don't know what he was thinking in this moment to be like, I'll just act really creepy and leave. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just killing them all. Because I, da- I mean, I highly doubt that two teenagers would have been able to pull him off of Hank. Like, just kill Hank and then kill the two teens and then you are, you don't have a problem anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now you have three new minions and yeah. But do we know that, like, these space vampires are stronger and faster than humans? Because maybe he wouldn't be able to take th- three of them on. Maybe. I guess we don't know. It just seems a little risky to be like, oh, now he like for sure knows that I'm a vampire. Yeah, I mean, he outed himself. And then also like Billy never lets on until a scene later that he even knows. Like I had to, when I watched it the first time, I thought, oh, I must have missed a scene because now he's talking about vampires. So he's noticed that there were vampires. But then when I watched it again, the same thing happened. So I rewound it. And the only thing I can think of is when... When the neighborhood watch guy like walks by him, he must have seen the the bites on his neck and mm. put two and two together. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. later when Kevin's outside the window and he goes outside to talk to him, he's like, what do you know about vampires? And that's how they let us know that he knows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, we definitely could use a little more like backstory and setup going on in this. Uh, but yeah, it kind of like jumps or jumps to conclusions very quickly, but. I mean, you can only get so much done in an hour and right, 22 yeah, yeah. minutes. Yeah. So. And with whatever budget they had. Yeah. So now we're back at the Stenson house. So more time with the parents. It's all kind of awkward. So Katie's boyfriend, Jesse, comes to pick her up. She, like, makes her dad answer the door because she doesn't want Jesse to see her in, like, the clothes she's wearing. So she runs upstairs to change. And this scene between Jesse and their parents is just so awkward. It really I, like, is. couldn't exactly figure out why. It's so weird. Like, Jesse says hi to Bill, and the parents are like, oh, you two know each other? It's like, yeah, they all go to the same school. You just had a whole conversation about how Katie's friends are bullying your son. Of course they know each other. (laughs) Yeah, and also can I just say that the pants that she had on when she went upstairs to change. I love them. I love them so much. They are very late 90s. Yes, I put in my notes in all caps, I am living for these pants. <laughs> they're like high-waisted, like like flare, but they're not. They're like the just very baggy, long. Mm-hmm. Super wide leg, like not sweats, but like, yeah. But yeah, like yeah. a linen or some sort of like loungewear. Yeah, yes. and they tie-dye on their way down, and, like, ah, mm-hmm. there's... And then she says, I can't let him see me in these rags. And I was like, rags? Young lady, those pants are fantastic. Yeah. And with her cute little crop top, like, she looks adorable. Yeah. So cute. Also, like, he's her boyfriend, right? It's not like a first date with a guy who you don't know well. Like, ooh, I can't let him see me in this. Like, your boyfriend should be able to see you in your, like, loungewear. Right. Yeah. But I guess high school, you know? That's true. That's so true. Um, This was the scene that I realized, oh, I know who he reminds me of. He reminds me of Ben from Buffy with that fucking 90s McDonald hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the perfectly parted in the middle. Yes. Like, 
when I first saw him on the screen, that's who I thought it was at first. I was like, You did, oh, yeah. Is that ben? It was not, but it was not. I totally thought so at first. <laughs> and they also give her a twelve thirty curfew. Like you have to be back at twelve thirty. Is that late or was I just very sheltered? That you were sheltered. And it's late. <laughs> But, like, here the parents are, like, kind of an asshole to Bill again because, like, the dad is just like, Katie went out with her boyfriend, you've got dish duty. Yeah. Like, well, if that's her chore, like, shouldn't you have made her do that? Yeah, before she left. And also, he's already actively doing the dishes when you've told him that he has dish duty. Yeah, like, he's already true. doing them. You don't need to be mean about it. But they don't say anything to him when he grabs his little pullover and says, I'll be back in a minute, and then leaves for the rest of the night. And then doesn't come back. <laughs> yeah. Like, doesn't come home until after Katie is home and asleep and in bed. Right. <laughs> Although it seems like Katie left that party early. That quote-unquote party. So they're at this yeah. pregame party. Like, literally pregame. Which, every pregame I went to had nothing to do with a sports game. And, right. yeah, in my opinion, this is not a party. This is, like, a, a bonfire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is, yeah, this is not a party. This but is... It's, it's, like, ten people sitting around. Yeah, burning a dummy wearing the other school's I uniform. know. Which, like, totally freaked Kevin out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kevin thinks they're burning a real body. Kevin was sure it was a real person. So, also, like, you know, they look and, and they see it, and uh, at some point, Kevin leaves, right? Because Bill's like, I'm gonna go to the mines or something. And Kevin's like, I'll just stay here. Oh, right. Kevin yeah. is, says, I'll stay here, and Bill leaves. And then a second later, Kevin's standing there and he's like, Bill, Bill, Billy. And it's like, he left. You chose to stay here. Why, why are you calling for him? Now he's freaked out. He's regretting his decision. He left. It's dark. He's alone. It's creepy. Now he's worried. It is creepy. It's dark and creepy. <laughs> and he does get bit by a space vampire. So this is when we first see the mine, right? Because Bill goes into the mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. Hank is there. He runs into Hank. Yeah, so they go down into the mine together. They find uh, Master Vlathos, the alien vampire, and these aliens are wild. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. There's lots of, like, grunting and cheering and weird weird noises that are all way too loud because the sound quality is messed up. Right, because the noises are so loud in this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're being so loud when they're spying on them. They're just, like, talking at normal, like, at first. So they're, like, talking, just just talking about what they're seeing very loudly. And then, like, two or three cuts away from them when we see them again, that's when they start to whisper. You know, they're like, oh, oh, this is real. We need to probably be quiet. Yeah. They're going to kill us. Like, also, and these are alien vampires. Like, do they not have heightened hearing? Could they not, like definitely here these maybe people. not they're too distracted by their giant diamonds <laughs> yeah yeah so they have like a few diamonds right it looks yeah, like they have like so one, they have... one big one which is like the one that yeah. the teacher was talking about i think yeah and then a few and smaller then, ones yeah the yeah and like the three diamonds together make yeah. the trinity of darkness that are gonna like harness the power of the sun and like make the world go dark and forever Oh, yes, and the moon, because the moon has its own independent light yes. source. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> and he says, I don't even remember how he started it, but he was talking about when the humans found it, and he was like, they had no idea of the awesome power they had on the Earth. And I was like, what a... <laughs> like, I was expecting him to go on, like, the, like, evil, eloquent tangent about, like, this beautiful, magnificent but it's just an, it's an awesome, awesome power. power just that they awesome have. power. <laughs> yeah. Great writing. 
<laughs> I did like, though, that, like, Vlathos is going to call his people from the stars. He's going to call his people from the stars to Earth to rule. To take over, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like his cloak, too. Yeah. Oh, uh, his cloak, like, when we first see Vlathos, like, it's giving me some major, like, E.T. in his red hoodie vibes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> also, I wrote here in my notes, and I am not sure... I wrote, Kevin is scared. Let him be. Go the fuck home, Kevin, and look where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, how awesome was it when Hank shows Bill this uh, room yeah. or whatever that he had with yeah, the necklace? Like, and he says, my dad got this in Roswell, New Mexico. Roswell! Whoop, whoop. So, yeah, Hank says something about, like, needing scientific proof and... Uh, Bill is like, uh, you're an alien hunter, bro. Like, what scientific proof do you have? Like, and then, yeah, Hank is like, I got this piece of space metal. My dad was at the original Roswell. He was cleaning up the crash site and he saved this space metal. There's my scientific proof. Conveniently, <laughs> it looks exactly like a vampire steak. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. For sure. It just looks not wooden. Right, it's thing. clearly metal, and it's got some etchings on it. Yeah, fancy space metal. And, like, the vampires have now, like, gotten out to the bonfire, and they have attacked all of the high school students, mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. like, they're all they're all gonna be infected now. And Bill knew his sister was at that party, but yeah. it turns out she had left early. Yes, yeah, she left early, her friend is technically grounded and has to go home. Mm -hmm. And so she leaves early. So she's spared for now. Yeah. Bill gets home safe, sees that she's already there asleep. It's fine. She has no bites. Yeah. All hell is going to break loose at that at that big game tomorrow, though, I bet. Yep. Yeah. But before the game, uh, we did kind of get a little bit of an explanation for the sun thing. The reason yes. that, like, all of the people that have been turned can go into the sun, but Vlathos can't. And I guess they're like not fully vampires. And then I wrote, okay, yeah. he didn't actually explain it well, but it was addressed that like he can't go in the yeah. sun, but they can. Because I was thinking, I was like, wait, but we've seen them in the sun. Yeah, they're like not full vampires yet until yeah. the actual alien takeover happens, at which point then, then they will just be slaves. Like Vlathos even tells them, like, you'll be servants for my alien race. Like, <laughs> And they're like, yeah! wanted to be a servant yeah also i'm confused on the timeline here because mm -hmm. it seems like in the middle like it seems like all the players have been turned right yeah all of the players yeah, on their a certain team point yeah were turned yeah. but in this huddle the only ones with teeth with the little vampire teeth are the twins still they're the only ones that you can see there's one other guy that's not one of the twins who just has this weird kind of o shape with his mouth <laughs> like i think it's because he has weird i think it's because he has weird teeth in we maybe can't see them at the angle mm. but there's definitely maybe. at least one other one who like can't seem to figure out what the fuck to do with his mouth <laughs> so i think it's because he has weird dentures in yeah gotcha i wrote down it some I, it's when the <laughs> It's when Katie comes up at the end of this scene whenever he's like, bring the girl. The brother is giving us trouble. Yeah. And she comes up and she says like, what the little dweeb do now with her teeth in? Yes. And I'm like, how how many times do you think they had to do these takes oh to get 
through it without laughing, like because trying like, to say this serious. What are the dudes doing now? Like, it's yeah. so hard to talk with those things so, in. <laughs> they're huge. And how many times do they have to do it just for what, them to get what it clear are enough? What do we do now? I'm like trying to put yeah. something yeah. in my mouth to implement it. And later when she when they're down in the mines and she's like, Billy, you've always wanted something like this to be true. And she says it super seriously. And I was like, there's no way she did that in one take. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what this movie is reminding me of? Uh, the What is the movie that uh, Moira goes to film on uh, the crows the, the crows. crows the crows have eyes, have eyes. five or, or whatever something. yeah <laughs> yes. yeah oh my god yes <laughs> so also there's like they talk about this like science stuff it's like what hank and bill in the lab or whatever yeah and they're like building the like way that they're gonna harness the power of the sun right because they're talking about how there's an eclipse yes and there yeah, has yeah. been every 20 years so like it is now time for this eclipse yeah and that's how they're going to manage to, like, break this cycle and, like, rescue everybody from the space vampires is they're going to, like, do something with the sun. Something with a lot of foil. Yes. Yeah. They <laughs> use um, a whole lot of tin foil, a couple of car batteries, and a garage door opener to, like, create the science that is going and to some save plywood. the... Yeah. And some plywood. <laughs> To save the the science that will save the the world from being cast into permanent darkness and like us all being slaves yeah. to a vampire alien race. <laughs> they also they they also use pulleys. Yes, they have pulleys that's, for that's something. That's true. That's yeah. true. And the pulleys are gonna get pulled along by the garage door opener, I think. Mm. So they can like oh, yes. get all of the things moved into place with yeah. like the press of a button on the garage door opener. Then it's gonna like trigger all of these things to happen like a game of mousetrap oh my god mousetrap it always took forever to set up though yes. yeah oh my god it takes so long yeah. to set up <laughs> where were all of the space vampires when they were putting this booby trap in? when they're in the mines building they're that sleeping. thing aren't they sleeping but they're like using drills i know yeah <laughs> they're in a different part of the mine i guess okay i don't know yeah, they're definitely not being very quiet that's for no, sure. no. They're very tired from creating more space vampires during the night that now they have to sleep. They have to take a nap. And then we go back to the game. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And all hell has broken loose. Yeah. Also, the vampire eyes. Oh, my God. They crack me up so much. Yes. They're just like so cartoony. Yes. You know, when their eyes like like flicker and like whatever. It's just it's so funny. Um, And then I think this was my favorite part of the movie. Um, Kevin is a alien vampire and <laughs> yep. it's oh no he's he's changed so um he eats his popcorn bag for one what he just like his popcorn bag his yeah. little cone he doesn't just eat the popcorn he eats the paper he just shoves <laughs> he didn't the even whole... catch that yeah oh my god but when all the hell's breaking loose and like the stensons like the parents are sitting right behind him and he turns around it's like ah with his fangs thing and the mom is just like sit down kevin and he yeah. does he's just like yeah. okay <laughs> oh man poor kevin yeah that was a great moment uh we did miss one thing that i wanted to talk about um oh, yeah. in the mine when paula comes out oh yeah oh vampire vampire paula yes and like you know she's been gone i was just like you're an absolute idiot for thinking that she is has not been bit yeah. and she's just hanging out in the mines 
Right. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, obviously Billy was immediately like, as soon as they walk up, he was like, wait a minute. And like pulled her hair to the side and looked at her neck. Yeah. But when they were fighting with her, this was one of my favorite parts. <laughs> Lisa, Hank, she like knocks him down or something and he stands up and he says, Paula, and he takes his hat off and throws it on the ground. And he said, that hurt. And then he <laughs> <laughs> And then he runs around the corner. I was like, he's really upset at her right now. <laughs> yeah. He trusted her. Yeah. Yes. They're friends. Oh, and that was also when, what's the, what's the, um, the like king alien's name? Vlathos. Vlathos. He comes out and he, and Billy pulls out that knife that he was given at the very beginning of the movie. The very little teeny tiny. Swiss army knife. Yeah. And he stabs him with it and he pulls it out and says, Swiss, good steal. For carving apples and like throws <laughs> yeah. it, breaks it. Yes. There are some great ridiculous lines in this. Yes. Also, I thought it was funny when they first see Mr. Danvers in the caves, in the mines, and he is using a torch to light his way, like a yeah. fire. And it's like, this is 1999. Like, yeah. get a flashlight. <laughs> you can totes just use a flashlight. It's all good. Also, is yeah. fire not a hazard to you and your kind? Yeah. I would think. I mean, vampires normally are super flammable. Maybe not space vampires. Right. That's the thing. Is like, these vampires are different. We don't really know if they follow the mm-hmm. same rules. I don't think so. And they stake him with the Roswell stake. Yeah, with the Roswell yeah. medal. Seems to hurt him quite a bit. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then they, like, get all of their, like, magical tinfoil moved into place and, like, harness the power of the sun for their own source instead of for the diamonds. Mm-hmm. I'm a little unclear about all yeah. of this, but... Yeah, I don't fully understand the plan. But it was empirical. But then, they, yeah, they managed to get the diamonds. Vlathos is defeated. <laughs> but... <laughs> It takes him forever. I wrote, how long does it take this guy to die? Because they stab him and then he goes on that huge rant still for a long time. He's like, ah, ah, and he's like, you're awful. This is not going to work. And then he says everything that they need to know to stop him and then calls them dense. Yeah. I can't (laughs) believe how dense the human race is. Here's our entire plan. (laughs) Yeah. And then he dies and... All of the humans turn back into humans because they weren't fully space vampires yet. They were just in flux, I guess. And the eclipse ends and the world is is right again. He takes the diamond and throws it on the mine floor that smashes into pieces. Which probably would not happen with a diamond. Most likely it would just damage whatever you're throwing it at. that's very true. Um, But I looked it up and like, while diamonds are like very hard, they're not very Mm. strong. And there's like a difference in terms of physics. There's a difference between hard and strong. So like it can be possible if you hit it at the right space in the right way to um that makes sense to to break a diamond with like a, a hammer Ooh. because a hammer is stronger than the diamond. But sometimes you'll hit it with the hammer and it'll just damage whatever the diamond is sitting on because it just pushes the diamond. Interesting. Into it. Because generally, like when people cut diamonds for you know rings and stuff like they use other diamonds to cut diamond because nothing else is strong yeah. enough or hard enough rather interesting i did not know that it's like yeah it's the hardest which is why i think it's often used for engagement rings because those are rings that you typically wear mm-hmm. every day interesting i didn't know this now diamond engagement rings make more sense to me because yes you are gonna wear it every day so you want it to be strong that's why people bite them right to see if they're real Arr. 
Yeah. People do that with uh, pearls, too. Let's also, you know, draw some attention to the fact that many diamonds are mined extremely yes. unethically. So if you are going to get a diamond, make sure that it comes from an ethical source. If you don't know what we're talking about, watch the movie Blood Diamond. Ooh. I haven't seen that movie, but I do know that there is a lot of unethical practices around diamond mining. Yeah. Um, which is a big reason I'm not super interested in owning diamonds. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, for an engagement ring, there are other gems that mm-hmm. are hard enough to wear every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely don't need a diamond. And I probably wouldn't want one. Yeah. I think there's so many other things that are more, like, interesting and beautiful looking than a typical diamond ring. Like, I love estate jewelry, like things that are one of a kind and interesting and vintage. and Yeah, same. So when he shatters it, the sunlight is released that it's already mm-hmm. absorbed. And that's how it kills Lathos. Got it. That makes sense. And then they all run outside to watch the rest of the eclipse and just hold their breath and wait. And make sure that the sun comes back like it's supposed to after an eclipse. And yeah. we're not... Cast it's a, into is eternal... it a lunar eclipse though, or is this a solar eclipse? Right, it was the it was the moon that they were looking at. Yes, it's a lunar eclipse. Because like you can't look at a solar eclipse. No. Yeah. Also, when did it get dark? Because the soccer game was happening in full daylight. <laughs> That's true. Oh, fair. Was it, or was it just like bright lights? Well, I'm assuming that it would have been at like 5 p.m. Sure. So it got dark right after that. That's true. I can buy that because it's probably like a Friday night game, the big Friday or Saturday night game. Also, I have a question. After the eclipse is over and everybody's celebrating and the teacher walks by, gives them this really evil look and walks away and no one says anything. And I was like, you're just going to let him go? Because like, do we think that he has been, is he not a space vampire anymore? Because it seems like he had been one for a long time, like since his yeah. plane crash. Right. It seems like he was involved like before. For 20 they, years like, in trying to bring this to reality. Right. So would this have even changed him back in any way? Or like, you don't have any questions for this guy. Like, you're just going to let him go. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> just gonna move to another town and try and make it happen again do it all over again yeah i mean surely vlathos has like cousins and (laughs) and other other space vampires who will just try again in 20 years on the next eclipse yeah that's a story for another day I also wondered by the, like, the ending shot, it, like, goes up to the moon, and then it's just, like, this ominous music, and I was wondering if they set it up for, like, a sequel that just never happened. Oh, I'm sure. You gotta leave things open-ended for a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Because what if this is, like, the camp hit of 1999, and people want more? You know, what if it's Sharknado? Right? You know? (laughs) You never know. True. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess maybe that could contribute to why they were like, okay, we'll just let him go and then he'll play a key role in the sequel. Yeah. I mean, we're due for the sequel. It's been 20 years. Right. Yeah. Time for the next eclipse. Yeah. Although that would have been a couple years ago. Yeah. We missed it. Yeah. Two years ago. But that's when it got released to streaming was like 20 years later. Mm. I would watch a remake of this, I think, with like up to date CGI and like. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They could, do, they could do a good job with this kind of, uh, with this plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of potential in this plot. It's a fun, weird idea. Yeah. But it, yeah, it could have been, it could have been executed better. But, um. I mean, I'm sure they did what bad. they could with the budget they had. Yeah. 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 And the reason they filmed in Romania may have been budget related. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So what uh what rating would you give this movie out of five? I think for me it's like a solid three. Same. Yeah, I was gonna say three. Because the camp 
the camp and fun of it like brings like makes up for like the bad acting and the and the low budgetness of it because the yeah. premise of it was so fun. Everything bad that I have to say about it is something that was probably out of their control. So yeah. I'm yeah. giving it a three because I think it has great potential. It could have could have been a four with a little better acting. Yeah. So yeah. better writing. Perhaps. Yeah, maybe writing. It wasn't highly sexist. It wasn't highly mm-hmm. patriarchal. Yeah, it didn't really have issues like that. The only mean shit was like standard high school bullying. Like dweeb. Which, like, yeah. isn't even a very strong word, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Some flying potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Right, like, they, they didn't even, like, punch them. Like, there was no beating up. It was just, like, throwing potatoes at his plate. Yeah, or, yeah. like, tossing him over those bushes was, like, the most right. violent. that's true. That's true. Until the end, and then there was a lot of violence, but... <laughs> yes, but, but it was right. not, like, gory violence, too, yeah, which yeah, I, yeah. I'm not a big fan of gory violence. I'd rather have, like, camp and... Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. my point is that like the bullying wasn't all that violent except for that one yeah. scene where they pushed him. Right. Yeah. And his sister and Jesse were were sweet during that scene, being like, Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesse consistently stood up for him, which yeah. was nice too. He wasn't just being across the across the board bullied. Yeah. Like po- there was a popular kid in the mix trying to be like, Hey yo, don't do that. Right, but the twins don't give a shit. Yeah. Right. Because no, they're space vampires. <laughs> all right. Cool, we did it. Thanks yeah. for joining us on this uh, wild ride, <laughs> listeners. I hope that you watch this movie. And let us know. You know, if you watched this movie, let us know what you think of it. What do you rate it out of five? Yeah. We would love to know. You can tweet at us, message us on Instagram, or email us at roswellhotsauce at gmail.com. Yeah. What was your favorite part of the movie? And also, how do you feel about the design of these vampire aliens? <laughs> yes. Tell us what you think. Thanks for joining us for this unexpected mini-sode about teenage space vampires, y'all. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks for real this time with To Serve and Protect. And we're excited to get back into the show. Till next time, beware of the lightning storms. Are we alone in the universe? Are there advanced civilizations we can detect? And what would be the social impact if we do? How can we better the odds of making contact? These questions are both fundamental and universal. Where will you be when we find life beyond Earth?